back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, old school. Second uh, long segment. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman. Got some Husker news. Obviously, a lot of, lot of things going on. Uh, you know, continuation of last week. You know, Rayola committed to uh, Georgia. And then, obviously, uh, the Bellevue West product, Daniel Kalen, decommitted from the University of Missouri. Missouri, as Co- Coach Osmer used to say. <laughs> um, and quickly committed to Nebraska. I think it was within, like, 24 hours. And Kenny was the fortune teller and thought – that that would be go pretty quick. Um, we're going to focus on that, Kenny, but I'm going to give a little bit of background on Daniel Kalen that people don't know. And this this is back when Frost and those guys were here. I remember hearing about him from Steve Warren. Obviously, yep. think, you know, he's a Warren Academy yep. uh, alum and, you know, has been through their program for years. But I remember <clears throat> talking to some friends and, uh, you know, Jay Jackson, his son is at Millard, Millard South, and Jay Gates, whose son's at uh, – Norris, both of them uh, pretty good wide receivers, and they've been getting some looks and getting some offers. Uh, Jay, Jay, uh, Jackson Gates is a senior. Um, junior Jackson is a freshman going to be a sophomore, but we're talking about the recruiting process. Daniel Kalen went to a camp at, the, at Florida State University and picked up an offer. And I remember, and he, but the thing is, he had never taken a varsity snap before because Bellevue West had a quarterback that was pretty good before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, how, you know, how's this kid get an offer? So I asked Steve Warren about him. He said, look, man, he's like, homeboy can play. And he's a football nut. He loves football. And they all, Florida State offered him as the, after seeing him at a, at a two-day camp. And he's like, and Steve Warren was saying, he's like, but Nebraska won't touch him. He's like, he really was hoping since when he got that Florida State offer, because I think Kansas State offered right away after that and the other, everybody else that Nebraska would offer and he would have committed right then before even taking a snap at Bellevue West. Then, obviously, he went and had a really good year, obviously, um, and the rest is history. Then, in, you know, like Gretna quarterback, you know, and being overlooked. But, you know, the one thing I will say about him is his want to come to Nebraska never wavered. Nope. And talk about – Kenny, the process of a kid that, first of all, has a committable offer to another university, which would have been the University of Missouri, and he had multiple committable offers. Talk about the committable offers versus the offers, and talk about what happens when a kid, kid takes a committable offer and the staff continues to recruit him as either just in case or when you get a quarterback that chooses to go somewhere else like the Rayola's situation. Just talk about that whole process, how the staff views it, and what it takes to recruit him. Because sometimes players, you know, as they get more stardom, then the hometown team comes. And look. I mean, I was like that. Once mm-hmm. Nebraska offered me, Michigan State and, and, and Nick Saban offered me and everybody else offered me, and Minnesota came calling, I was like, nah. So talk about that. Well, again, like you said, he he's a kid that was identified early. Um, and then if you offered – so to speak, the fear was he would commit right away. Okay. Okay, let's let's say offered that again. Early. Say, say that again. If you offered early. You were afraid. The, now you, not, not you, the but fear was. Fear, okay, the fear was. The kid would commit right okay, away. Okay. So now, he may have been, like Rule, 
the number two or the number three guy on the list for that class. Right. But he never was on the list because you never offered. There you go. Now, okay, so I just want to get into more depth of that. Now. No, hold on. I got, hold on. To, I got to there get There was an there. offer made mistakenly. Okay, now you you give me more ammo. By Mickey. No. Who? When he was young. Who did it? Oh, no, well, I'm not going to ask that. I'm going to ask who did it. No, don't do that. One of the guys on the staff. Okay, but let, let's because of the Florida State. Right. But then there was some tension I, when that when that took place. But look, to go back to your question, my question is this: <laughs> my I, I just don't understand this, and I, maybe this is just tell me this is the way recruiting is. No. Okay. How do you see a player like you're watching, mm-hmm. and you say J. Form is good? We should offer him. But we don't want to offer him right now, out the fear that he's going to commit. So why, like that? Like to me, I guess my brain doesn't work like that. Like, like why would you be scared of having a good player committed to you? Exactly. Well, at that time, he wasn't the top on the list. Okay. Right. Right. At that position. Right. So, ultimately, you want to reach for the top. There's no guarantee you're going to get the top, so you have to recruit. Two, three, that on your list. Right. Now, couldn't you tell him, okay, fine. Okay, we're going to offer you and you commit. But if we recruit, but if committee, or we're going to still recruit Austin and Kenny Wilhite. So if one of them two commit, you either stay committed. But when they come in, Kenny or Austin is the number one guy. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like that- I've, seen, I've seen Alabama sometimes take four linebackers. Or I've seen teams that play 4-3 bring in four linebackers. Well, if you guys just want to go through the system and just wait till three of you guys start, somebody's not not, not starting. Mm-hmm. So that had to be communicated. It's, it's happened before. So if you, if you bring in six offensive linemen, well, hello, five of them only can play. Speaking of the communication part, like you said, it, it, it should have been communicated right. at another certain position, right? At another certain position, that was a – Local kid committed, and then there was two other guys at that position, portal, being one, and another highly touted player, and it got out. They had to communicate to that local kid that, hey, you're our number one guy, but we still need two more because that guy was thinking about jumping ship, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. If you. So the communication part has to be on point. Right. And everybody has to be on board with it, right? So, do you do you think like this staff did that? Because obviously, for him to commit right away, I, th- there had to be even when he committed to Missouri, Missouri, like Coach Osborne would say, even when he committed to Missouri, he still had eyes on Nebraska, and the communication had to be somewhere. It just doesn't come out of nowhere. His, his, his again for a kid like him, right? Right. The previous guy was a man of his word, and he stuck to his commitment when we tried to get back on him, if you know what I mean. Flores. Yes. You know what I mean? What's his last name? Is it Flores or Flores? What, what is it? It looks like Flores, but I think it's pronounced Flores. Flores. Yeah. Yes. Whatever. Zane. Zane. Right? Ziggy. Ziggy. So, like I said, I was a man of my word with Coach Osborne. I'm committed to you, right. but I'm going to take this visit. But Zane was the same way. Mm-hmm. Now. Whereas Daniel has always wanted to play at the University of Nebraska. 
regardless of what, right? Yeah. So the staff had to tell him, we're going to go with all oh, in on with, with the number one guy. But if this doesn't happen, you know, we, we want you. You know, you're going right. to be the guy. Right. So once he decided to go to Georgia, they went back in on, on, on yeah. Daniel. And, again, it didn't take long. I told Austin, I said, as soon as I saw the, the – the the decommitment from Mizzou. Yeah, he might as well sent the other one out. He I, just was probably waiting for the edits or whatever to get I, finished. Say it again. Edit video the whole night. The whole he was waiting on yeah. the the social media stuff to come through. But I told Austin, I said he's coming to Nebraska. There's no reason for him to decommit from Mizzou. You know, mm. to 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 go anywhere else. Yeah, and really to be honest with you, I think it's 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 uh, when you look at it, the staff. I still think they did a good job of communicating. They did. That they to had to have. For, for it to happen. Because also, let's not dummy down. He's given up a lot coming back to Nebraska. Yes. And here's why. The NFL is essentially – the SEC, SEC is above the Big Ten as far as NFL talent. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to Missouri, right, with – the amount of you know the competition. You say he ends up starting by his sophomore year. You're playing against. You're you're going to be evaluated at maybe at a higher rate at Missouri than Nebraska right now. Mm-hmm. And so you know you're you, you know Alabama might have six guys you know getting drafted. Well, they're going to look at that Missouri game. You have a good game there. Like oh this dude, you can shoot up. I mean look at Will Levis. You can shoot up some draft boards. Oh yeah, quickly, quickly. So so this also for what the staff has obviously had to tell them and recruit and show all the whole you know ball of wax you got to give them credit as well not only for the communication but also a plan for him or the potential for him to be successful now the second part of it is the big question is that everybody's like well does he fit into nebraska you know what to be honest with you this tells me a lot more about where nebraska is going versus where they're at and also i i want to give and, and i can only I don't know. Is prognosticate a word, Austin? You're, <laughs> Heck yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. it is. It's that's not a J formalism. That's just guessing. Right? No, that's a word. Yeah, okay, you're just guessing, right? I can only prognosticate Why don't where you they're just going. Say I'm just guessing where they're going. I'm trying to add a better vocabulary. Show not that Ivy League degree. We love <laughs> it. Right. No, we have the same degree from the same university, right. but it's not that Ivy is. League. But it's a great degree. But so I, what I'm thinking, it, it, and I'm only guessing here, uh, is actually Matt Rule has a plan. And it's a short-term plan. So he's not just going to come in here and just get punched in the face and be okay with it and then be like, all right, I need to wait to get my player. He's, like, got a plan right now, like a short-term plan, but then also is recruiting to what his vision is. Because in my opinion, just from my football opinion, Jeff Sims is built to be somewhat successful right now. You're going to take his attributes with the coaching of Satterfield and the offense. We're going to put it around you and work around our deficiencies, obviously with the offensive line. We're going to talk about that probably in the next hour because we're up against the clock here um, with the you know the young man, I think, that's on campus now. And so we feel like we also surrounded him with enough skill position guys, feel obviously really, really good about their running back room in order for A.J. Allen to be down at the University of Miami, right? Now, granted, that might have been choice, but still, that you, you have, they have to feel good about that running back room. They're hoping and feeling good about the tight end room. They feel like the offense line is taking a step along with the quarterback that's played and that can kind of run a little RPO and get better at what he was deficient in 
at Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. Now what they feel like maybe they surround them with their offensive system, it's a win-win for both of them. But when you look at who they recruiting or who they've looked at before, right, mm -hmm. even with Dylan, okay, you got if Dylan committed, you better not be running no RPO with him, mm -hmm. okay, because you're going to get Dom up in there, and Dom <laughs> still got it. I'm telling you. you. I'm just being serious. So look at the guy, Kalen, Dylan, the, the Pennsylvania quarterback that they were looking at, right? They can still run. They can still do what you need to do. But they're not Jeff Sims. But what they can do is they can do enough, and then they can kill you in the passing game. So that also, is, I think, is good that you have a plan. And so that's what I think is good. Even though you you can come in and say, you know, yeah, he that, you know, obviously, you know, got a whole new <laughs> everybody up in there. They probably they might even have new uniforms by the time we <laughs> hey, we ain't got we, we pretty soon it's going to be all grass. So that as well. So everything's new, right? Not in the stadium, but I think yeah. the practice field. But, yeah. again, everything's new. But that's not snowballing or that's not, you know, smokescreen that I'm just going to sit here and just get my head beat in, right? They went in and got guys in the transfer portal. They got good leadership. We're talking about MJ Sherman and guys like that. You need a little bit more out of Chief Borders. I got to see some stuff out of him. You know what I mean? We're going to get to, we're gonna, I'm going to get in contact with him, bro. We got to get in the lab. <laughs> Straight up. I see some stuff you could do, man, to help you out. Right? Chief, you, you, you know – this is, the, this is the big chief over here. <laughs> I do, you know, you. I will not give you a hit off my peace pipe, but I'll let you instant a little bit of knowledge. But I'm hoping, I guess, that the short-term plan it, because I think that, obviously, look, by letting Casey go, there is no quarterback competition. Do not write any articles that there's a, there's a competition. I don't care who they bring out of the portal. And actually, who's on the roster right now, let's just say Logan Smother comes back. That actually validates my point. Logan, Tim Tebow Jr., and I would see Jeff Sims. Mm -hmm. Are you saying Harburg is Tebow Jr.? Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. When he ran old boy over, he looked like Tim Tebow. I said, dang. I Listen, Kenny, I got hit so hard playing against the St. Louis Rams in a preseason game. I just, Not by a quarterback, though, right? No, by a line. Man, he cleaned my clock. you imagine you getting laid out by a quarterback? So, no. No, 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 no. No. That's, no. Uh, you quarterback try me. I'm putting your head to sleep. It, but I got my clock clinked like 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 my boy Ray on He's like, boy, you got your clock clinked. Clinked. Not clean. <laughs> clinked. Clink. But I ain't never seen a quarterback square up on somebody like that, and then they post it on social media. Oh, that was nuts. I, hey, I tried to hunt Chris Dishman down. For a spring and a half, when he did a peel back block on me, and they got me in the Dale in Nebraska, and the one game we played in the pros, I'm telling you, I was hey, against was, him. It, did no, you it, try to get him? It was, but he hurt. Oh. Hey, hey, we, we this won. was a big boy now. Didn't matter. He was a big we dude. Won, we won, we're gonna be head up. That was a big dude. Yeah. I, be. So speaking of that, you know, back in the day, corners had to take on linemen, linemen, right? Yeah, and it was legal. Man, Coach D cussed me out so bad because Will Shields was pulling, and he wanted me to yeah. take him out. So I gave him a nice little move yeah. and dipped around him and made the tackle, get in the film. Coach D let me have it, bro. You're supposed to. I was like, listen, I'm, I made yeah. a business it's, decision. It's laws of physics. <laughs> Do you not see a Will Shields exactly. over there? Exactly. And then I didn't want to probably, hopefully, it hurt him. Hurt him. Right. Nah, playboy. Yeah, he was he wait, and you made the play, and I made the play, but yeah. nah, I got a minus minus in a tackle. Yeah, that's cool. 
Because you know Coach McBride didn't carry He did not carry yeah, yeah, as long exactly. as I got him down. But yeah. I'm like, I made a business decision. I'm 175. You got three. 275, 300. Running around at me. Right. No, nah, I ain't play yeah. boy. All the heroes dead. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a good segment. We're going to come back with a short segment after a short break. Kenny Will Height, Jay Foreman, Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.